Okay, good evening everybody. Um, always a pleasure to teach this class. I'll tell you why it's a pleasure. It, uh, even I, actually just, I'll start with you who they just mentioned. I, I had shared this video, uh, a small clip on YouTube. I won't, I won't, I won't be a spoiler in case anyone didn't see it, someone wants to see it. It was thought-provoking, existentially provoking. We, it was a thought-provoking video about the meaning of life any day of the year. And, you know, now, currently, um, I think it's even much more thought-provoking. I was actually, uh, I think I mentioned, I was interviewed, they, they had this article in the Hamadiyya about um, online um, Torah and how shoals are adjusting. So they called me and asked they can interview me and I always take an opportunity to share. Uh, and I told them, you know, besides locally in the shoal, what I found to be amazing is I've had um, random individuals uh, contact me, uh, email me, people who usually don't think about more existential things. Um, really some Jews that are quite far away, Gentiles who are, who are who typically want email or contact a rabbi. Uh, and it's, I think part of it is that the, the situation makes us question ourselves. And, and part of it uh, is people want chizak. Really, I, I, I honestly believe that everyone, we all, every person today needs chizak, needs to strengthen ourselves. It's, it's really a time where if we're not strengthening ourselves, we're, we're, we're going to be slipping uh, a little. As I mentioned last night, about people who are doing really well currently and some people who are not doing so well. And the, the, the nafkamina, the difference is, who is working on themselves in this, this trying times uh, and not. You know, I, I really am not focusing on the tragedy. If I'd be giving a, a shear on Nosev Om Chavero, on feeling the pain of Klal Yisrael, um, it would be a very different shear. There's a lot to be said about we're, we're largely fortunate in the Jewish community here uh, to be spared what's going on on the East Coast and in Israel. Um, but, you know, it's Achenu Bnei Sots, our brothers and sisters, many of them who are, you know, endangered are very, or have relatives who are sick um, in New York, in New Jersey, in Israel, Los Angeles. Uh, so it, it's a different shear. This shear, uh, I, 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 it's, you know, Yiddishkeit Judaism is, um, we're not one-dimensional. There, there are parts of us that, should be feeling the pain of our brothers and sisters. And that's a no swabo I think for many of us, hopefully that comes more natural. But quite frankly, that's something we have to be cognizant of as well. My, my wife, uh, Hatzadekis, doesn't want me talking about anything bad about dinner because she said, how can you eat dinner and like talk about what this person... Or, and she's right. Like you, you can't eat dinner normally when you think about something like this. Um, but we're focusing on batachon. So it happens to be I think everyone today needs to be talking. So I, I, I sent this email just to get back what I was talking about uh, out, and it was you know largely to a, a mixed crowd, mostly uh, Jews who probably wouldn't you know uh, go on a Torah site to say the least. So one of them is actually an interesting person, somebody I've got to know over the past year. He's a very high level, um, I'd say he's a consultant. I mean I, I met him through acquaintances and uh, just. You know, he, he advises Lakewood on how to fundraise and other major organizations. He was a very big person in the YMCA, a very fine person. So I sent him this email. He got, he got this YouTube video as well. And he sent me a very nice email back. Uh, 
And then he said to me, you know, I hope that, you know, you know I'm sure it's very challenging, you know, I hope you're, you, he's not disliking me for whatever reason. No, you're using leadership and wisdom, etc., etc. So I said to him, I quoted Napoleon Bonaparte, I said, the, the, what I view today uh, as one of the main, if not the main role of a rabbi, is to be a dealer in hope. Like Napoleon once says that a true leader is a, uh, is a leader of hope. A person who spreads hope. Uh, because if you don't have hope, then forgetting, forgetting anyone else, uh, forgetting you can't grow, you can't win. If there's no hope, you give up. You throw in the towel. Um, so he, let me, he, he, you know, I'll just, I'm going to jump into what the point, he, he emailed you back. He said, Rabbi, thank you. I love the quote from Napoleon. You might enjoy a new book about Winston Churchill. He doesn't like, that I like Churchill, but I haven't like Churchill. Uh, and his first year as Britain, and his first year, the first year, as Britain entered the war. Now, for those who don't know, uh, year one, the su- first summer as Napoleon, beco- uh, as Churchill becomes, uh, if you were a betting man, uh, England is going to be annihilated by Nazi Germany. Uh, they had already got completely destroyed on the beaches of France. They had, they had surrendered. The Germans actually had plans to first blitzkrieg London and then have an amphibious attack onto England. Uh, it's one of the great historical questions uh, why they didn't. One of the reasons, which is factual, is that Churchill took over, and they actually, at some level, England started to fight back, and they were concerned because of that. Uh, but that summer, the summer of 1940, it was a very dark <laughs> summer in England. So he says, you would, you would enjoy a book about Winston Churchill in his first year as Britain entered the war, it's called The Splendid and Vile by Eric Larson. Gives quite an insight how strong he was during the crisis and his ability to give the English strength. Um, and, you know, as I said, I really believe that uh, what we need to be doing is to be masters of Bitochon now. Um, because, you know, panic, uh, fear is contagious, negativity in general is contagious. And it's not helpful, and it's not Yiddish. It's really not a Jewish thing. Uh, you know, it's an actually an amazing thing. Uh, this Shabbos, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I would, I'm not a... I would love to be giving a Shabbos Gadol HaTrasha. And... Uh, but it's Yud Nisan. That's the year of... Uh, during, when we left Egypt, it was Yud Nisan. So like, I, I hope we'll have a Yeshua this, sh- this, 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 this coming week. And the Shabbos, just like a Shabbos Hagadol, and your Nisan, uh, but it's an interesting, interesting thing that if you're the Jewish people, uh, it, it was Shabbos Hagadol because it was that Shabbos the Jewish people took what would be the Paschal sacrifice, would be the Korban Pesach, they tied it to their beds, and when the Egyptians asked them, "What are you planning to do with this?" they said, "We're planning to shecht it, to slaughter it." Uh, as you know, the ram uh, was the god of Egypt. The mazel of Nisan is the ram. It was the month of this. So it was their god in their month. And of course, Jewish people did it. When you think about this, beyond everything else, you have to have no fear. Um, and, and, and as I mentioned, the people who left Egypt were people who really had no fear. People who had true ability to, to focus on God with no fear, and whether it's the 
people you're talking to, or yourself, or anyone else. I think the, really what we need to be doing right now is being hopeful. I, and I spoke about the Rambachal, the power of hope, the power of tikva. Um, but I believe, really, this is a time of year where, 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 where that, that is our, our general avoda in general this time of year, uh, and certainly now. So I want to get into the, to the, what we're supposed to be doing. I'm not beginning these long introductions, but I think the introductions themselves are worthwhile um, because talking about the time period uh, as you come into Pesach is nothing for no reason. And I, you know, I honestly, I'm going to, one more thing. You know, I, I didn't mention this, uh, but, you know, my, some, a couple of people, not from San Jose, did, did tell me that uh, they were strengthened. Uh, it's been going around that, um, that the Labavitcher Rebbe, my grandmother's, my wife's grandmother's third cousin, is married to his third cousin, who's my other grandmother's other third cousin. Um, when, when she, when, um, when, when his wife passed away, the Rebbe had every year, he had every single year, he had a Seder, it's an, it's an amazing thing, he, you know, he was a Rebbe of tens of thousands, uh, and he had a Seder, just him and his wife, nobody else. Labavitcher Rebbe uh, and his wife, nobody else. Nobody else. And the year she passed away, I mean, he could have had, if he wanted to have a tish, a Fabregan in, in, in Chabad terms, he easily could have had 10,000 people with him. I mean, they would, who wouldn't know which Lubavitcher Chassid wouldn't want to be with the Rebbe on the Seder. They would all go if, if that's who he would have. But he didn't do that. He didn't have 10 people. He didn't have 100 people. It was just the Rebbe and his wife. His wife passed away in, in 1988. It was known that he was very close to his wife. Uh, it was super close. His wife's father was a previous Rebbe. And everyone wanted to know, like, uh, what he would do that year. Uh, so I think I'm going to quote, this is, uh, this is Rabbi Penny Dunner, wrote this story up, um, but he wrote it from Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, who saw the, the whole Maisa, uh, who saw the, the whole ha- story happen. He said the following thing. He said, I recall a young boy, Ari Halberstam, who was later tragically gunned down on the Brooklyn Bridge in 1994, approached the Rebbe after Mariv on the first night of Pesach and on behalf of his mother invited the Rebbe to his home. Ari's family lived at 706 Eastern Parkway, just one block away from 770. The Rebbe smiled at Ari and shook his head. He thanked him profusely, but told Ari that he would be having his Seder in his private office in 770. I was a yeshiva student at the time, continued Rabbi Jacobson, so I am a first-hand witness to this story. In fact, the Rebbe's long-standing assistant, Rabbi Label Groener, offered to stay with the Rebbe, but the Rebbe sent him home to have Seder with his wife and children. And so the great Lubavitcher Rebbe, the man who inspired countless people around the world for their Seders, who personally undertook to provide meaningful Pesach seders for the Israeli army personnel who are on duty on the first end of Pesach via Shluchim in Eretz Yisrael, had the seder on his own. Not one person was present. As the Talmud says, if you were on your own, you ask yourself the Manishtana questions. And then you, a- and then you answer them to yourself. A few of us yeshiva boys did not go home that night. We waited outside in the streets 
And after a couple of hours, the Rebbe opened the door to welcome Eliyahu Hanavi, two hours, to say, Shvarich Kamascha. He walked outside holding a candle, it was Yom Tov and not Shabbos, and a Haggadah said the prayer and gave us a wave. And then went back inside to finish the Seder by himself. He could have had a Seder with a hundred people, a thousand people, or ten thousand people. He personally arranged for all the army satyrs in Israel to be sponsored. He was responsible for hundreds of thousands of people celebrating Pesach on Seder night. Of course, Chabad, one of their big things is the Seder night. From Kathmandu to Alaska, from San Francisco to New Zealand. But at the end of the day, he went and did a Seder on his own. He didn't need anyone to be close to God. He didn't need adulation. He didn't need validation. He sat alone and relived the exodus from Egypt. And he talks about how he believes that one of the reasons the Rebbe did this is that for anyone who would ever have a Seder by themselves, the Rebbe had himself had a Seder, but I, 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 I believe, um, and I don't think it's a, it's a contradiction for his uh, idea, is that the, the Seder, it's really, if you're, if you're around people, that's great, and, and, that's, and there's a lot to be said about that, but there's something that you could lose. There's an ability to connect to Hashem on your own. You know, when I was when I was in yeshiva, one of the people I went to when I was in the main yeshiva was Revolba, who I give shir with on Monday nights typically now at Ali Shore. He writes an astounding thing. He says, when you learn Musr, when you learn books of ethics, the best way to learn Musr is not with the Chavrusa not with a study partner. Because if you learn it with somebody else, if you study it with somebody else, you could say, let's say you're studying arrogance, gaiva, uh, anava, humility, cast anger. So you talk in third person. You know, if you're angry, if you're this. So he said, you know what the best way to learn muster is? You learn to yourself. I have to work on this. And there is a my law, a plus, about being able to connect to God on your own, being able to feel Hashem on your own, and really the Seder and the situation that we're all in. I, I mean, honestly, I mentioned last night, I didn't hear the news for three days that the lady mentioned to me. For me, I don't want to hear the news for three days because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm listening to news, I'm not listening, I'm seeing the news uh, or on the internet, you know, more than once a day now. I think it's important to know. But on Pesach, I just want to be with Hashem. Because I don't want to know what any pundit or what's... I, I just, to the extent that I can, and I think for all of us, it's just to have that cure for Hashem. I think this situation that we're in uh, is breeding grounds for that. For that. So, the Nesim Hashem says, we're talking about, again, the Mitzvah Sipur Mitzrayim of talking over the, 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 for the Pesach Seder, which is all about Emunah, all about faith, all about Closest to Hakadosh Baruch Hu to Hashem, ve'afilu maharizah. He's going to say a very tifazach, very deep thing. Ve'afilu maharizah Hakadosh. The Arizal says shegalus mitzrayim. Now, I, mean, I said a, a few nights ago, from darkness comes light. It's the same. It's one day. After night comes day. So with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, even the challenges, even the difficulties, there's always, always, always a reason uh, for that. There's always a purpose. For that, 
and the Golis Mitzrayim, the Arizal HaKadosh, the famous of Isaac Lord, the, the founder, of, the spreader of, the biggest spreader of Kabbalah, in, 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 you know, since Shimon Bar Yochai, most likely, you know, the Arizal said, Shegolis Mitzrayim, Haisatikon al Pegam Dor Hamabel, Dor Haflaga, Vador Enishwo. Three things. That the exile of Mitzrayim was a specific rectification for the generation of the uh, flood, the deluge, the generation of Migdal Babel, the, the dispersion of, ba- of Babylon when they tried to build a tower, the languages were changed. And the ability of Enish, who started idolatry uh, in this world. Then when Enish started idolatry of Arazor, so the Gemara says, the Rambam brings it down. Originally, the nun prayed to God. They didn't pray to idolatry. They prayed to the powers in the constellations, thinking that praying to God is not always necessary. We'll pray to the subordinates. We know God's in charge. We won't bother God so much. And then eventually, you know, you prayed uh, to, they forgot about God and only focused on the subordinates. For these three things, the exile of had to happen. Hatikon, the door Hamabel. What was the Tikon door Hamabel? That every Jewish child was thrown into the water uh, for a while. For Haflaga, that Vyavdu, Oisam, that they tried to build bricks, that they had, they had to build the bricks. They were building a tower to, of Babylonia to reach up to the heavens, so that they had to build the, 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 the bricks in Pitum and Ramses. Uh, but the, the main thing was Avadazara, idolatry of the Dora Enish. Like an Amara Kalish Baruchu, Mashhu Ukhulachem. Right? They had to say, Mashhu, take, uh, take uh, uh, these, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, pull, pull yourself to Mashhu, Yedechem, Ma'avarazara Shazet, is a Tikon to Dora Enish. Vapi, Divayesh, Od, Kor Marble, Saper, Yetzias Betrayim. As also for taking so I just want to say one thing. It's an interesting thing. You would think that Enosh idolatry there weren't necessarily Jews. The Mabel we're talking about the generation before Noah. I mean that we we come from we're Semites. We're from shame, right? We were we were saved. Uh, the Haflaga were from Avram, but it is important for all of us, and this is always something we are always affected by the world around us. If the world around us is consumerist, unfortunately the Jewish people will become more into the material world because we're affected by the world around us. We live in a world. Um, you know, someone once asked me, why do I care? It's in the Gentile world. You should care a lot. For, for so we're responsible for the, the Gentiles as well. We're Kadashem Shemayim. We, we, we don't, and even if you're not that thinking that highly, even being altruistic for yourself, if the world is on a very low level, we'll be on a lower level. We, they'll rub off on us. That's just, we live in a world that we're affected. And if we live in a world of heresy, of, of idolatry, it, even if a Jew is religious, it affects how we think. And I know this around, like in my own, you know, I, I see by us, I see by the, the, the best Jews, and I see myself, we're affected by our saviva around us. And so therefore, the Jewish people who had to be ready to accept the Torah, Golas was actually considered a crucible to purify us, to be at the level to take it.
it wasn't just Mashiach I'm taking Egyptian gods, and like we did a, 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 a Java Sagamal. It's also, says in Asiva Shalom, telling over the story of Egypt. That is a tikkun. You want to know the tikkun for Avodah Zarah? If you want to know for an hour day, an hour time, and by the way, as even today, as we, we, we sit in the, the biggest uh, cataclysmic event, most we are living today in the greatest cataclysmic event since the World Second War. And unequivocally, since the Second War. Um, but we're surrounded with kfira, with heresy. It's, we, and, and, you know, it's all about China or politicians or cures. There's no word Hashem is not mentioned. <laughs> There's no Hashem. It's not, it's not there. You know, in the Haggadah, we don't say the name Moshe Rabbeinu once. Now, there's multiple reasons why Moshe is not mentioned once in the Haggadah. But one reason, is, 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 uh, which is integral for right now, is because Moshe was the messenger. Everything came from God. And if Moshe, who was a human messenger who we were able to see, was just the messenger from God, the greatest person to ever live, certainly what we're seeing now, we, should be, we need to be mechazic ourselves. We need to know. Yeah, everything comes from Hashem. Therefore, tomorrow, things could, could, be, could, could be fixed. Really, it could be fixed. I, 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 I could, you know, if I had the time, I could tell you the stories of Tanakh, which, which are very similar, which I, I don't have the story of Elisha, in the city, you know, when they're doing the plague of, um, of by, by Horam and Achav, there's many things, but tomorrow can be fixed. So we, we live in a world today, you know, even in this thing. So don't think it affects us. When we read the news, when we, when, we, when we see the reports, of course it affects us. Of course it affects us. Of course it makes us feel, you know, like this is just, you know, what's going to be, will it be three months, they canceled school today, you know, that's really affects me, right? You know, whatever it's going to be, you know. Uh, but it's we forget about Hashem and telling over Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim, talking about Hashem even by yourself. <laughs> and I will say, and you know, because you know, the Kavod Jenkins with the Lav Shabbat had his own seder. He didn't need a he didn't need a, valid, a validation. He needed he sat alone and relived the Exodus to Egypt, which is in our own day and time, and. Sipri Yitzhak Mitzrayim is a tikkun in the Pagam of Arzara. Kamosh Rikosev, like the Maharal says in Chag HaPesach, is Chag Hizchaskus Be'emunah. Pesach is the Yom Tif of strengthening the Emunah of Al-Kain. Sidur Elanu Chachamim Balayla Hazah Es Kol Seder Ha'avayda Hazais. Our sages um, on, on, um, on this night uh Told us all of the avodah shinyanei roimzim elamuna. Everything is connected to, to belief. Everything is connected to faith. The whole seder is an a, an affirmation of what happened and our, our faith in Hashem's constant divine providence. Every yom tif, every holiday has its own focus. Its own not just a focus has its own spiritual reservoir, which is relived in that year, which is in the world itself. And, 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 in this in this time, and Pesach is all about Amuna. It's a night where an individual can work on Amuna. That's what we say. Vafilu kulanu, chachamim, achulam nevonim. It's a mitzvah to do it, even though we don't. As I mentioned last night, you don't need to. It's not the knowledge; it's the Amuna that we need. Now I'm going to go. I'm probably going to finish at like nine fifteen. If you have to go, you have to go. Uh, but I do want to finish. I, I will ask. Uh, I, I'm considering if people are interested. 
to still go Sunday night and Monday night. Um, and that, that's one of the reasons I want to go further. If you can email me, if you're planning to, uh, you know, I could still give it me and Hashem. Maybe I'll give it on Zoom by myself. But if you're planning to tune in, let me know. Okay. So, Valpia Mavur, Shikoinian Sipri Yitzis Mitzrayim. And as we explained, everything about the, the night of leaving Mitzrayim is Nucho Lahaven Esmashmois. It says Gevald Gazak. He says an amazing thing. He says, that's Pshat. That's the explanation of why we start the Seder with what seems to be the Sipri Yitzis Mitzrayim, the Mitzvah Minatar, the biblical Mitzvah. The, 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 you know, we, cl- we make the house clean for Pesach, you know, to have no chametz, that we should be at a Seder and have Sipur Yitzhiya with only matzah and no chametz to get this idea of Amunah. How do we start the grand old Seder? You would think, you know, something of Amunah, something of the story of Mitzrayim. What do we say? We say, Halach Ma'anya. Ha'koylo, and then I'm showing him this Aramaic tefillah, which is like a mix of ideals. What in the world are we talking about over here? Why and why start the whole seder of Yitzipur Yitzis Mitzrayim with Halach Ma'anya? Gama Hikshu Mafarsim. He says also the commentaries ask Al Omru Di Achlu Avasanu B'Mitzrayim. We start with a with a matzah that our ancestors ate in Egypt. Hello, Hamatzah. He's Echlu Gula. We have matzah at the seder. We're not talking the matzah of subjugation. The matzah at the Seder is supposed to be the matzah of the matzah of Gula, of redemption, of salvation. That, like we know that they, they had to leave so quickly that the matzah presents leaving quickly. Can Tamua also a Pella, is why in the world are we are inviting guests at our house? If you want to invite guests, you invite people at Shoal. Anyone who's poor, who needs a place, come in at my table. You ready? You invite people to show. Do advance invitations. That's the best, right? Who, who, at the night of the Seder, now you're asking. You ask the person a day before, two days before, three days before, or at least at show. Like you open your door. You open your door. You're like, do you expect anyone to come? You don't expect anyone to come. You know, actually, I said this once on my Pesach share. You know, when I was in Miami Beach 20 plus years ago, like, we opened the door, and somebody actually came in. <laughs> like, some guy walked in off the street. And we were living in Miami Beach. And we were like, guys, oh, sure, I'll come in. The guy came in, stayed there, stayed there for like 20 minutes. I have no idea who it was. It was not Elia Hanavi. It was some random guy off the street. He sang with us. He joined us and then left. It was like, you know, so it does happen, I guess, in Miami Beach. But, um, uh, you know, it's not, it's not serious. He himself didn't stay for the meal, right? What, what's shot with this? And why do we say Amir? Oh, one last thing. Why say you're just starting the seder? You know, at the end of the, the end of the seder, uh, you know, I, I, numerous people on this call have been at my seder, and you know, we sing it at the seder, and then at the end of the seder, we sing Lashana Babu Shalim. The men we do a little dance. Um, so, why start the seder? Lashana Haba Be'ar Yisrael, and then the next year we'll be in the land of Israel. Why now do you say that? Like what we're about to start Sipur Yitzchak. Why these three things? Says the Nesiva Shalom. It gives a beautiful pshat, a beautiful explanation. Now, Pia Omar, the Sipur Yitzchak says you should know that Sipur Yitzchak with your faith. Um, and I think this touched what I said the other night. You know, experiential faith 
Vitochan is the greatest Vitochan. It's much more than any book faith. Uh, you know, Amuna, you know, we're not giving a class on, uh, on proofs of God. It happens to be, you know, one of the things I, I, I tend to end up in certain circles is discussing the idea of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of God, that it's an obvious reality. And of course, in the world we live in today, for many people, um, either because of their education or because they don't want to hear it, uh, so they, they do a good job of not listening to it. They don't want to hear it, but you could prove God. You definitely could prove God. But you know what? Way higher than proof of God. They're, you, know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to be Aristotle. There's a, a level of Amuna that comes from, certainly from knowledge, because Amuna comes from knowledge. It comes, but, but it's so much deeper and richer than that. It's, it's, it's an Amuna that's Pshuta. It's just Pashat. When you understand, it's like, I have to prove to you you're a father and a mother. So I can give you a philosophical argument. You have a father, you have a mother. Philosophical argument that you're alive, like, like one of these ridiculous, you know, you know, 10th century philosophical argument. Am I alive? You can, you can, you can, but there's no need to do that. Bang your head in the wall, you're alive, you know. You, you see a father and mother, you know, it, it's pshuta, which means it's that there's a, there's a certain level of faith that comes from understanding, which is not a question of philosophy or books. It's a question of just understanding the, the reality of the situation. And on the night of Pesach, it's not about... A seeper is not trying to... Oh, was it a wave? Was it nature? Was it this? Uh, was it... No, it, it's... Of course it's Hashem. And, and once you have that understanding, so let's understand what that means and, and, and inter, in, inculcate that and integrate that in our lives and think about that and ponder about that and focus on that. She needs to see us Thomas Seeper Surah almost safer. And therefore, we don't see the night of Pesach. Oh, ma- God is this and that, uh, and I have the ultimate proof here through history, through science, through cosmology. Uh, you know, I can go through proofs that the measure says that, that this proof. I'm not doing that's not what we do in the Seder. <laughs> you know, it's like there biblical. You know, I can show in the Bible. I can show the Bible prophecies, the Bible codes. None of, that, none of this stuff. That's like you know, I look at it as like the baseline, like the first base. Like for you know, we all look at that as first base. You know. Anyone, it could be a bar mitzvah kid can understand as a creator of the world. It's not. It's to. It's not this. It's. It's this. Imuna pshuta means to get it to the gut, to the heart. You know, I've seen simple Jews. Um, we've all seen, especially in Israel. Especially in Israel, they go to the kaisel. The religious Jews. There's simple Jews. The imuna that that, that that comes. The love of Hashem. Um, it, the depth of it. Uh, it's 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 breathtaking, and it's it, and it's. And there is, of course, an intellectual basis, but it's, it's not saying they're proving God to yourself. It's understanding there's God and making it real. And the other thing is not just making it real objectively, it's subjectively. It's in my life, in my situation, who I am, where I am. And feeling that and thinking about it and, and connecting how everything in Egypt was midah connecting midah. So he says that the Nsiva Shalom, that's halach mani's moves, almuna pshito is lechem oni, poor man's bread. Just Plain faith. The Achul of a son of Mitzrayim, Pirish Vikoyach Amunah Pshuta Hazos, it was that Amuna that we're going to get out. Like, you know, I, I, I need to know how Hashem will redeem us. I know, I know Hashem is going to redeem us. I need to know how Hashem is going to, you know, put me where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, let me just tell you an amazing story. Actually, I just, 
My wife reminded me about this the other day. It's such an amazing story. It's somewhat connected, but it's still an amazing story. She told me that her teacher, his name, her name is Rebetzin Tarshish. Rebetzin Tarshish today has a, one of the best um, girls' seminaries in Israel called Mesoros Rachel. And my wife went to seminary, she went to a seminary called uh, Ben Oschava, and she was her teacher in Ben Oschava. Uh, so, quite a few years ago. So, she said that Rebetzin Tarshish her grandfather is Rabbi Saratskin, was a Rabbi Rav Baruch Saratskin. He's a big Rosh Hashiva of Tells. And her great grandfather is Rabbi Zalman Saratskin, and the great Gedalim and Kalaisa. And Rabbi Tarshish herself is a very, very knowledgeable smart lady. She said the following thing When they were running in the Holocaust, they didn't know where they were going to end up. They had no idea where they were going and how they were going. They were traveling, they were going through Lithuania, they would eventually get through Russia to, I think, I think through Japan and out. out but they had no idea where they were going to go. And uh, she's not, I think she's not, she's a Baruch Sarsen's brother, uh, not different than Zalman Zarsen, it's her grandfather. So they know where they were going to go. But she said her grandfather, Rabbi Sarotskin, wherever they went, wherever they went, he would unpack and start learning. It could, they, sometimes they were there for one night, and sometimes they were there for three months. They, they had no idea, and other people, she said, they would go there. They would never unpack because who knows how long it'll be here. And uh, they would. They, sometimes they would not unpack for one night. Okay, no big deal. But then sometimes it's three months. They still don't unpack. Maybe tomorrow we're gonna go. And she said uh, her grandfather felt that wherever Hashem wants us to go, we'll go. We're, we're, where I am today, where I am right now, that's where I'm supposed to be. And I'm gonna make the most of exactly where I'm supposed to be. I, I'm telling you one thing. Him unpacking, I'm, you may have taken a little more time, I'm positive. He, if, when you think about Limit Torah, learning Torah, he learned better than anyone else. You know why? Because when you're, you're somewhere, I don't know, am I going to be here today? I'm going to be here tomorrow. If you're living the moment, if you're saying, right now, here's where I am. This is where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to unpack. Whether I pack, leave tomorrow, I don't know. That's, that's you don't need to be a, 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 a that's a muna that Hashem puts you where I'm supposed to be. You don't have to sit there and figure this out. But it, but it wasn't here. It was here. It was here. It was in the gut. It was in the heart. Is if this is where Hashem wants me to be, I'm gonna pack. I'm gonna learn Torah. And when I, and if I go, I go. That that's an amun I'll be talking about. It's accomplished by the seder. That it's called. It's amuna pshuta. This is where I am. That's where Hashem wants me. We're we're the place. We're all each one of us. The seder we're having this year was the seder supposed to have. That where we are right now in the world is where we're supposed to be. What we'll do with it's up to us. <laughs> you know, what we'll do is up to us. And, and again, if you have a talk on you, we, we, we will be mitzlech. If you don't have a talk on today, it's dangerous waters. Even Lechamayni, Diachlu Avasan Mitzrayim, Pirish, listen to this. This is what I said. How were they redeemed? Why were the Jewish people? Because they had this emunah. They got out because of Amuna Peshuta. I think Edison, I don't remember the exact quote he said. He said, basically, many people never realize how close they're being to successful. Because he talked about himself. He himself could have given up. He took him a thousand plus times to, 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 to for his invention with electricity. Right? You can try and try and just you give up. You know, if they had the cloud you saw given up, if they didn't have Amuna Mitzram, they would have never got out. He was the Koyach of Amuna that gave them the spiritual sustenance, that gave them the merit to get out. And therefore we say this, 
So the lechem oni is the moon of pshuta. Anyone who's poor, come and eat. What does it mean is anyone who's hungry? And this applies to every year, but certainly this year. Like the Navi says, in the future, people won't be hungry for bread. Not for, not for, not for, not for hungry. You don't come to the Seder for the bread. There's no bread. What? You're going to get matzah. You're going to get matzah in two or three hours from now. You're ready. You know, you know, you invite someone to come in and if you're hungry, the meal's in two hours. The meal's in three hours. You're not eating now. What are you inviting somebody for? What are you hungry for? It's call me that you're rov. Ladvar Hashem. If you're hungry for the word of God, if you're hungry for kirvas alakis, if you're hungry to be close to your Creator, if call me, call me, my, anyone come. Seder's your chance. Now's your moment. Anyone come now. You want to get a Muna? You want faith? You want Kirvas Hashem? You want to be close? Now is your chance. It's not here in three nights from now. Come tonight. It's now or never. Now is a Seder. We're gonna have tonight the lechem of Oyni. We're dealing with Amuna Pshuta. Because in that you get life. And from there you can come to all of the the, the all the higher levels. As it says. Right? Everything, all of the, the levels of Pesach come, come through Amuna. And that's why, it says the Nesiv HaShalom, we finish, Now we're here in Golis. But Amuna, faith is the it's the source of, of, our, of our life. Even we have next year, when we're in Israel, Nothing's going to change. If we're in Gauls, our success is our Amuna. And no one thing, even in Israel, even in Israel, meaning we built temple in Israel, it's Amuna. Hashta Avde, right? Now we're slaves. It means we're slaves at some level, spiritual slaves. We're, we're, we're subjugated spiritually in a world without Mashiach, in a world without But even when it's good, you need to have a muna. It's always a muna. It's always the faith. That's the essence of connecting to God. Maimar of the Balshamta, the Balshamta used to say, Akhar call Madrigos, and after all the Madrigos, you come back to a muna pshuta. Therefore, halachmania is the psicha for the Seder. We begin with halachmania. Know what the Seder is. Know who we're inviting to the Seder. Know what's being the real food of the Seder. What the Seder is all about. The Seder is all about Emunah. If we come into the Seder with that idea, with that knowledge, and this year at Vaisai, we, we are having some 30 days of preparation, some Hachana, we, if we take advantage of a Seder, it would, whether it's, if we're fortunate enough to have spouses or, or immediate children in our house, or just us, we'll remember the real food, the real guest at the Seder, is it's us and Hashem. And that's the goal this year. It's the goal every year. But certainly this year we have an opportunity like never before. Have a good night.
Okay. My pleasure. Uh, if you want a class on Sunday, let me, drop me an email, okay? Or Monday. I plan to give it. Right. Thank you. Good night. Good Thank Shabbos. Bye-bye.